Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. Hey, it's that time again, everybody. It's time for the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride pod. Brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Okay, fellas, uh, not a lot going on, but as always, we'll find something to talk about. I do find it interesting because I think that this has been the number one team in the East, period, for the last four or five years. It's just injuries that have kept them out of it. But the Bucks, according to NBA.com, and I'll start with you, Jeff Goodman, are the offseason number one ranked team in the East ahead of the Celtics, yeah. as it should be, in my opinion. Do you think the moves by the Celtics help them or hurt them? I like the move by the Celtics. I mean, move is kind of how I look at it right now. But I guess, did you think it helped them, hurt them in the rankings, or did it didn't do anything for them? Yeah, I I mean, again, I think it, on one hand, obviously, offensively, it helps them. On on the defensive end, it probably hurts them. Um, You know, I I think the biggest biggest thing with the Bucs is you kind of know what you're going to get. You know, that that's that's the the one thing with Milwaukee. When you look at them, you say to yourself, all right, I know what I'm going to get out of Giannis. But the injury concerns um, worry me, you know, obviously with Chris Middleton being hurt uh, a good chunk of the last two years. I, I just don't know. I don't know what you're going to get out of Chris Middleton um, at this point in his career, where I think you could say something similar with Porzingis. With the Celtics to some degree, but he's much younger. He's much younger. I think he's got a better chance of being healthy, really, than than Chris Middleton at this point. Um, so I, I think you're splitting hairs, to be honest. Um, I, I think you're you kind of could go either way with Milwaukee or Boston. More of kind of I want to wait and see how this Porzingis experiment works in Boston where again you know you have Giannis, you know you have Drew Holiday, you know you have Middleton. They've got a really good you know, a group of of, uh, of of role guys as well, like Pat Connaughton, obviously, and, and some of those guys, Portis. And one more, Lopez. And Lopez. They Lopez, got him back. Yep. To me, he's one of the most fascinating sagas of our 10, you know, of my whole career watching the NBA is this re- total reinvention that he has made of himself uh, offensively. 
to go along with this continually good defense. Um, I, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it, it isn't important ultimately. It's fun giving us something to talk about. Thank you very much. It's good. But um, conjecture and, and injuries are such a, a such a factor. You don't know what team who how you're going to line up in April. You don't know. But the Celtics are, I won't say a mystery guest now, but they're a team with with a a, a real question. That we want I think to see Bob, them. Bob, if I may interject, uh, a curiosity. Very yeah, that's a good word. Very much so. I was searching for a word. You know, you, we don't know. I mean, uh, it. I know. Obviously, I've already changed my opinion on 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 the deal based on what um, my information that I I have now learned about the way Persingas has been conducting himself, the, the way he did last year, the way he played last year, as opposed to the way he played other years and other places. Um, that guy, I'm anxious to see. I I'm a worry word here because I don't trust Joe yet. I want to see Joe Mazzulla. Use them properly. But do you trust? Hey, by the way, Milwaukee's got a guy named Adrian Griffin, who's the head coach, who's never called a timeout to my to my knowledge in the NBA. So <laughs> very good point. He's been in the NBA a long time as a player and an assistant. Yes, but again, it's not like they've got this veteran head coach over there right now. All right. So well, my my thing with wasn't the overall coaching tactics and demeanor. It's specifically how he's planning on using Porzingis. And okay. and utilizing the, the fact, don't forget, oh Joe, he's seven three. You know, um, remember that Joe, he's seven three. We know how Bob would use him, Gary. Bob, Bob would be like, get the hell in the post. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, you know, uh, balance it out. I understand he can shoot threes. Great. I know uh, there'll be nights. I guarantee there'll be night he'll make five or six. There will be. That's fine. But um, I want to see him with his butt down there in the post equally as he's standing out there facing sure. in the corner. And he yeah. apparently that's what he did in Washington last year when I wasn't watching. Don't lie to me, anybody listening or watching to tell me you saw the Wizards last year, because, you know, unless you got uh, uh, had a betting favorite or something. I mean, nobody saw the Wizards last year, and I, I didn't, and that's why I paid the price with my ignorance when I was uh, you know skeptical about the trade when right. it was me, because I well, didn't see him last year. This is how I feel about the Bucks is I feel that at the end of the day, during the era of Giannis, if they only have one title to show for it, they have failed. Well, it's not like he was in a vacuum that there weren't other great players that he would have to go through at some point or another. Uh, he Is he a player of the, of his time, a, a handful? Of one of, you know, I think we consider... You know him and 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 Jokic and 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 now. Well, I mean, I felt Bob that it was going to be okay. It went from Jordan to LeBron, and I thought it was going to go from LeBron to Giannis. Well, that's what. Happen. That's what I thought was going to happen. No, Jokic, right, okay. Jokic has changed things. You're right, but to me, when I look at Giannis, I'm like, dude, you got to get more. You got to get more than one. Well, I guess, but 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 again, your sidekick has been hurt. The last well, they got to do something years. about that, Jeff, to me, because, like, I don't know, what's the window for Milwaukee? I mean, focus on Milwaukee for a minute, because to me, they're a bit of an enigma. It's like, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm kind of pissed. Sure, Brooke Lopez is going to turn 36 this season. That's what I was so, going to just look up. Right. Yes, the window. Middleton's not as old as you think. I think he's probably in his in his early 30s, but but his body's starting to to break down on him a little bit. He's yeah, been so like if I'm, the, if I'm a Buck season ticket holder, I'm going, yeah. okay, you changed the coach. What else? You know, I well, this the is, coach, yeah. coach, give me a break. I mean, so, th- it, you know, 
It's we all know it's the coach is only as good as the players. Well, yeah, I, I was just thinking but about the coach it. Can, I disagree to some extent because I think again, if if you're a coach that players love and you're 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 good enough to get there, I mean, look at what Spolstra did with that team last year. Well, that's that's true. You got me on that. Right? I mean, I agree. There are some exceptions to the rule. Yes, there are probably fifteen or twenty guys you could throw in a hat. And then there's probably five that are really bad and five that are really good that make a difference on, on either end. And okay, that's fair. There's, there's horses for courses. You know, some coaches are you know, better with veterans. Some are better with kids. Some are, are better with, with, I mean, the greatest chicken salad out of chicken, you know what, coach, that I ever saw was Hubie uh, yeah. in Atlanta and, uh, and other places. But you give him the, the, the best team he might want to coach too much, you know. Right, uh, you have a coach. So, right, 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 right. And and you know, like we we look. Can't we you say that about Brad? Hey, Bob, can't you say that about Brad Stevens to some degree? Is like he 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 maximized their talent, but then when he he had some dudes, can he handle those egos as well uh, as as maybe some other guys? Because those guys, let's face it, most NBA players right now want to play for an Adrian Griffin. Want to play for somebody that's been in the league that knows how to kind of handle them, and um, you know, even Ime, right? Ime wasn't a guy who played like a huge role in the league, but he was in the league, so immediately you gain their respect, right? Like Darvin Ham, you know, he's getting, um, you know, he walks in, and I think, you know, we, I think he did a good job, and uh, you know, in, in a very tumultuous year in Los Angeles. Um, no, we looked through this. We look, we went through this ourselves here with. Uh, KC, we pitched to right. KC. When, when that move was made, it was it was a, a very important move in a positive way. When we went from Fitch to KC with that group of guys, they had tuned out Fitch, all but Larry. Everybody else tuned him out, and and they needed and everybody loved good old Case. And you saw what happened: two championships in three years. It could have been three. And then um, the, when when all hell broke loose physically and. Uh, everything started to fall apart in 86, 87, and they needed a coach. Casey couldn't coach. Casey was the best coach for 85, 86 Celtics. Couldn't find a better coach. He, 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 they played for him. He, he knew, uh, you know, he just had to have to hold the reins, just the right, with the right tension on that team. And the next year, he was the, the worst coach they could have had. So that, that can happen too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's also interesting when you look at the, the NBA's, um, Rankings for the East, they got Miami number eight, <laughs> which is probably right, right? Which but is, at the which, end of the day, which, it doesn't matter. I just laugh. It's a tribute to Spolstra that what they oh, did. No, and Butler, Spolstra but, and yeah, Butler, last too, year. to me. Well, I haven't seen this list yet, but <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got yeah, number eight. Well, the thing for me, for the, and before we wrap this up, the Celtics are still young, but boy, and I, I was off last week when you guys were handling things. You know, Jalen Brown gets that big contract. The pressure's on, man. Money changes everything. I mean, he's got to, they got to deliver. He's getting 300 million. Tatum's got, you know, pressure's on, Jeff. I mean, it really yeah, is. Well, it's not about all star games anymore here. No, we talked about this. Bob I'm sure you did. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah, but, right there. but you're right. Like now, it almost takes some of the pressure off of Tatum a little it does, bit. You know, that's true. That's true. You know, which I, we didn't talk about last week, but it's true because, you know, listen, Tatum's still going to have it on him because he's the number one guy. But now it's 
it's going to be probably a little more even because while Tatum's a more talented guy, it's still going to be, well, look at how much money Jalen Brown's getting. And and nobody's going to say that about Tatum. No, no, no. He's going to have a dollar sign on his back. There's no question. There's no question. Yeah. And that's part of the deal. I mean, that's just, that's like life in the big city, man. Yeah, well, you know. he's an interesting guy to start with. There's a lot of. What are you going to do? You're going to turn it down? I mean, listen. If oh you're no, by God, down, no, no. You're not turning down 305 and saying, "Hey, you know what? I- I'm not sure if I want 305. Pay me 285." Yeah, no, so, I understand that. So it's I don't. Just, yeah. Now again, that might have been the best thing for him in the long run because uh, ultimately, you know, all he next year is going to be is about if he has a bad game, especially in the postseason. Oh boy, he's going to get and, killed. And, yeah, he's going to get killed if he dribbles into traffic and again loses the ball over and over and over and you know can't again my my biggest thing you know it's about obviously his handle but as much as it, it is about the fact that he can't go left it's also for me about the fact that and I, I know I've said it over and over but I don't I don't feel like enough people talk about this he doesn't make others better around him right does not does not, does not give guys easy baskets. And that's an area that I think he needs to get better in order to get paid because he's not an elite score. He's not a guy that you give the ball to and say, hey, go get us a basket. Can he do it at times? Sure. But he's not Kobe. He's not my, not any of those dudes. He's a second-tier superstar. He's, he's a fringe all-star, in my opinion. So you got to be able to do other things well. And you know what's regressed? His defense has regressed significantly has. since since early years of Jalen Brown in the league. Well, I'm not going to disagree with anything there. Uh, and um, so it's going to be a very fascinating. I didn't get a chance to ask you guys real quick. Is that going to be a problem? Is the money going to be a problem, Bob, between he and Tatum? Uh, I, I think Tatum's smart enough to understand what's going on here in terms of you know why he was eligible for the max and right and I think he wants him. I think he wants him as a teammate. I think you know. I mean, you know. Uh, so I'm going to say no. I I'm going to give Tatum the benefit of doubt uh, to figure. To figure. I would vehemently say no. I would vehemently say no. And you know why, Gary? Because all it means is Jason Tatum is going to make a lot more money. And well, eventually, in, what's that? In a couple of years, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to make four hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Let's get to, uh, this is right in Bob's wheelhouse here as we segue into Dr. J's top 10. And I got Bob's text. And, you know, when you're, Jeff Goodman, um, as we talk about our esteemed colleague, Bob Ryan, Bob was always one of those writers. And this is why he was so great. I heard his voice when I read his words. I swear to God. I mean, I would hear, I would hear that South Jersey tone coming through the globe. Okay. I would hear it. Same thing with the text. And when the Dr. J top 10 come out, came out and Bob sent the text, I heard the tone. So, uh, Bob, how do you want to do Dr. J's top 10? You want me re- it's no particular order. Would you like me to read it or do you want to just have at it? No, I'll read, it. read it. Read okay. it. Okay. This is in no particular order. Dr. J's top 10 from what I've got on, on, on the web. Jerry West, Oscar Robinson, Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Jordan, Kareem, Magic. Carl Malone and Tiny Archibald. <laughs> no Bird, no LeBron, no KD, no Freak. Oh my God! Yeah, what was I mean, he smoking? What was Doctor J smoking when he when he came up with this list? I got to start with this. The first thing I thought of 
Larry Bird's first professional game was an exhibition in Madison Square Garden against the Philadelphia 76ers. I won't say he kicked his ass, but I will say this. When that game was over, Dr. J had to know, oh, my God, I now have a threat to my supremacy and I have a problem. And it never changed ever. And I, 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 I can't understand that he would. I, it, it, and I always liked him, by the way, I had a good relationship with him. I always respected him, liked him. Um, you know, but I don't And I thought he was a smart guy. Come on. Come on, Doc. There's something going on here that you would leave Larry off your list. Oh, uh, it, he's of course he's got a he's he's pissed, or right? he, especially he's intentional when he is included. Not only the most overrated NBA star ever, but maybe the most overrated star in the history of any sport in our lifetime, Carl Malone. I mean, come on, you would take Carl Malone to win tonight, even if it was three on three for five bucks over Larry. Come on, or LeBron. What's with him? Amazing. Amazing. That is just absurd. Absurd. Why is LeBron? Let's talk about Carmelo. That's interesting, Bob, because I've never heard you say that. I understand it. I never really thought about it. But why do you feel? What makes Malone so overrated? I think he's the ultimate stat filler. And when it really mattered, uh, the times things happened that shouldn't happen because he was he he wasn't he wasn't a smart player. He was a limited player, robotic. Did what he did very well. The limited things that he did very well. That turn that move with the jump shot, and he and he owes his life to John Stockton. Well, yeah, I was gonna say he played with Stockton. Know. That's part B, you know. And he just wasn't as good as his numbers. And his numbers, people, if you only know the numbers, and my god, he, he's number what is he, number three scorer, two? I don't know what the hell. He's a big all-time scorer. But you you not a not the winner that that those numbers would indicate. I'm sorry. So uh that that, that right there. Um tiny. I mean, I love Tiny. We all love Tiny, but what what is this? Yeah, he's not even top twenty. I mean, come top on. Yeah, yeah. Tiny's a top thirty, twenty-five to 50, forty-five player in the history of the league. Well, on. he did the most with his size. I mean, I remember oh, one year. And, you know, that year of of leading the league and scoring scoring an assist. I I went through, you know, lived through that in a sense. You know, yeah. saw him at his peak. Oh, he was tremendous. And, and then when he reinvented himself with the Celtic as a true point guard, which completely as a point guard who scored as an afterthought. It showed his versatility, adaptability, you know, and and and, and he did what it was necessary to, to help everybody get a ring, including himself. Oh, I mean, I admire all that, but top ten, please. And you know, now I'm always happy to see someone acknowledge Elgin Baylor. All right, you know, I, I, I that's nice that he would do that. But Le, LeBlanc and Larry, in your time, I mean, come on, Doc. No, I think it's Jeff. I think it's so hard because as I look at this list, I mean, eight out of 10 to me were legitimate, but it's so hard, Jeff, when you look at, you know, West, the big O and Elgin and Bob's right. I mean, Baylor never gets his due. I mean, he's right, you know, but it's so hard to like compare West Robertson and Baylor when you hard choices, like my own choices. Those are the three that I think there was one other name that, that, Easily ahead of Malone, Duncan. Yeah. Oh yeah, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Easily. Of course, of course. You know. So, so again, to me, the one that that where you lose all credibility <laughs> is is tiny over Larry. Right. All yeah. credibility, or or I mean, over Duncan, or over LeBron, or right. over KD, or yeah. now he said 
he didn't go with anybody that's currently still playing that hasn't finished their career. So he didn't oh, I missed use, that. I'm sorry. I might yeah, he didn't use LeBron and Steph. That was his kind of caveat. <laughs> I, I don't give that. a shit. They you both played. How many years? If their career ended today, that's how you have to, to, to view it. If their career ended today. Well, if LeBron's career ends today, he's still arguably the second best player or first in right. NBA history. Right. Certainly in the top 10. And if you, if you don't put him there, you look like a complete clown. Steph, all right, you can make a case Steph's, you know, eight. You can make a case he's 12. He's somewhere in the conversation uh, for, for top 10. Uh, but again, the, the tiny Archibald inclusion makes you look like a complete idiot, to be honest. Oh, and yeah, I love Dr. Yeah, J. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Listen, I grew up as a Sixers fan here in Boston, which I hate admitting, but I did. Well, that's um, tough. That's tough, kid. <laughs> I know, I know, but it, it's it's the truth. I got to. That explains a lot, clean. Bob. <laughs> I got to come clean. Uh, more of an Andrew Tony fan than a Dr. J fan, but whatever, whatever the case. Uh, anyway, all right. So then, Shaq did his. I saw it. Oh, what Shaq got? <laughs> I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you the four commonalities, and they are Michael Jordan, Kareem, Magic, and Carl Malone was on both of their. That's tenets. amazing. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, maybe they're just scared of, of the mailman. Does, does Shaq deserve to be on a top 10? He's oh, right there. He's close. That's close. And Bob, not go ahead. Be, he's, 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 he's 15 to 20 if he's lucky. I mean, he's overrated to a little Oh, bit. I think he's 15 to 20 for sure. Well, nope. You know, my objection is Shaq way. My, 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 yeah, but on Shaq yeah. is his indifference to rebounding. And he, he never led the league in rebounding. That is just an amazing thing. Yeah, I know he played up against the, the, uh, Rodman. You know, Rodman was leading the league in rebounding of the year. Well, uh, you're seven foot. You're athletic as all hell. You're strong. You got every attribute athletically that that a man could be given, starting with that size and 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 credit, good feet, agility, and the number. What's the number one rule of rebound? Number one rule. You, you want the damn ball, or don't you? Number one is you want the ball. Go fucking get it. Excuse me. Go get it. And then comes all the other stuff, positioning, timing, and the last, and hold your position. And then the last and very mo- least important is jumping. I mean, Wes Unsel, you know, got oh, I mean, 90% of his rebounds below the rim. And yeah. talk about great rebounder. Yeah, so, Unsel and um, Silas. So, no, Shaq, the, the fourth best center to me is Olajuwon. He's the fourth best center. After the what obvious, are you going, Kareem, Kareem, Wilt, Russell, Olajuwon, yeah. and then I go Olajuwon, and then Duncan, Duncan and all, then that'll allow Shaq to enter into the discussion. But yeah. he's not beating out Olajuwon. I'm sorry, not. In I my can't head. wait till we tweet this clip to Shaq on Twitter, Gary. <laughs> this is nothing. This is nothing. I've never. I haven't said and written a hundred times. He's <laughs> indifference to rebounding, and that's that. That's a very important part of. You know, I can't be the greatest center if you don't want to rebound. But period. Bob. Bob, have you seen him DJ? <laughs> I've seen him act. I think he was pretty good, actually. Back in, you know, pretty he's good. He's got the whole DJ thing uh, going. Interesting. Um, he's got Alan Iverson. You know, he now does. this is great. You know, and, and, and you know, he played. Talent-wise, man. Talent-wise. And he changed. He did. He did have a huge impact on the game. He did. He played against them in the finals, you know. And I, I wouldn't. You know, and he's got Isaiah Thomas, and that's 
you know, I think that his best, his peak was the best small man ever. If you're going to define six foot one as a right, cutoff. Yeah. His peak, his highlight film, guys, in the playoffs is second only to Michael's. An individual highlight, dazzling stuff. You know, I was there for the 25-point quarter on the bum ankle. I was there when he got 16 points in, in, in a minute and a half in a, in, in a game five against the Knicks in, in uh, uh, the 84 playoffs. Um, <laughs> he, he, he could pull on bursts of activity that were the greatest any little man ever had, ever. And uh, I like Shaq's top 10. I actually like it, Bob, for the most part. Again, yeah, well, his is what you argue with here. And his, and his is, uh, is obviously, no, he's not. He's acknowledging a different era only. Take himself off it. Take himself. Yeah. He put himself on it and yeah. put of course he of himself. Did. <laughs> there you, you're going to put Kareem on instead of him. So you go Michael, Kareem, Magic, Carmelo, and I don't like. LeBron, Kobe, Steph, Duncan, Isaiah. Then he goes Iverson. Again, Iverson, Carl Malone, I would replace. I mean, how do you – you don't have Will or Russell? Well, he's you not doing that. Or the Bird. Clear he's not doing that era. He, he might, I right. believe. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Well, right. I mean, so, there are so many great players, it's really hard to do now. Oh, of course, it's fun. It's a hell – it's a right. – you know, obviously, it's not a right and wrong except in my opinion. But other than that, oh, you yeah. know, there's no – no, but seriously. Do you guys uh, think about Sha- – I'm sorry, Bob, I interrupted you. No, I get – you know, people are going to say, well – Ryan's announcing Carmelone, and both of these great players put Carmelone in. So I go with their judgment over his, and, and I can understand somebody's going to say that. But um, I'm not budging on Carmelone. I think yeah. I, I think he's. I wouldn't hire either of these guys as general managers. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, so Shaq won championships with Kobe and with Wade. Yeah. Yep. So can you say Shaq won? Like, like I look at that Laker team. I know. I still look. I almost look at that as Kobe's team. When Kobe oh, won, the cha- I mean, is it? Can you say? Can you say that Shaq won one on his own, or was in the best player on the team when he won one? Well, he wasn't in Miami. I know that. No, I mean, he no. Wade was the best. Not player. in Miami. Um, that was remember that was the big push pull at that time. You know, he. Oh, I know. In L.A. with, with Kobe and, and Shaq, what was really going on with them, and 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 you know, and the ego factor in both of them, and and and. And ultimately, you know, we uh, Jerry Buss and Jerry West, they had to make a decision, you know, in a sense. And, um, and like when went, you look at Akeem, like to Bob's point, Kobe. like when you look at Akeem, when he won those two titles, he was the best player in the game. He I was mean, Jordan was out, I think. Wasn't Jordan playing baseball? Or well, something? Jordan missed it. Jordan missed 93, 94 and, and two thirds of 94, 95. Right. OK, so Akeem is the best player on the team. And when Jordan's out, he's arguably the best player in the game. Now, Akeem you know, was the first now, Jordan, Shaq was young, and and Akeem schooled him in it when they met. Yeah, this. so like oh, Shaq and Akeem, there's totally no comparison him. to me. He totally know? schooled them at that point. Now he was young. Yeah, and and, and it, it was a it was a, a teacher. It was a now young man. I'm going to show you how to really play this game, you know. And 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 Hakeem did. Yeah, I guess my point is when you look at the great centers, and you know, and I'm I'm going to put Russell in there. Russell, Kareem, Akeem. Duncan's a forward, big man. I look at those four guys. They were the best player on their team. And I don't know if Shaq can ever say that, to no, Bob's well, point. Yeah, to share the honors with, with Kobe, I think that's a yeah, – he can't categorically say it. There's no way. 
You could, you can. That's my point. The well, other Kobe guys that Bob have been there are were. Not when, not when Kobe was, was there. No, no. And that was. That was by the Shaq way, was different. Shaq was just so much power. Right. right? Was, you know, there was not any finesse. There was not a whole lot of of skill. He did there improve. Though, power. Jeff, he did improve. He did get down to. We got some uh, a, a decent his own move. Put uh, you know turnaround yep. on baseline. Allah. Yep. I like Hakeem. It wasn't as good, but he no. got something. It wasn't just moving, shoving people out of the way and dunking. And and then of course there was the free throw thing, which you know he wasn't alone with that in, in the history of the game. Um, I was going to say something. Um, oh, you guys have either guys seen the, the uh, tweet that's out there about Russell showing Russell dribbling the length of the court and then at the end jumping over a guy like one of these running backs do today before no. he laid the ball in. Yeah, it is. It is. I think I've seen that before. I have it somewhere. Yeah, I have it. It is truly the borrow for an overused word. This is legitimately awesome. And well, he and, was an Olympic athlete. I mean, Bill well, Russell could have been. The point I make, I, I get I, it. prompted me into a tweet naturally, or excuse me, an X X dot com. Like, and and that is, he was. And I've been saying this, guys. You've heard me say it. I've. I've he is he was an athlete so far ahead of his time. He was an athlete for the 21st century in 1956. I mean, th- th- that's an extraordinary thing that I'm telling you about. When you see it, you just can't believe what you just saw. And, and he he was a great athlete. And and you know, and he, plus he he followed rule number one of rebounding. You know, yeah. you want the damn ball, don't you? Yes. Oh, yes, very much so. Anyway, I think and I maintain that if he were plopped back into the league today, airlifted, back in, same body, same brain, same everything. He he immediately leads the league in, in in two categories: rebounding and shot and block shots. Yeah. Today. Well, but, who who if if I said to you, who is the one guy, maybe the most underrated superstar in NBA history? Who is that one guy that maybe people, you know, you'd have in the fringe of a top ten all time or somebody like that that other people just do not. Hmm. Um. It's a good one. That's a really good one. Because well, I mean, I don't know, does, ba- does Baylor qualify now because he's so far fallen? I think ba- I think Baylor and Akeem are are and, too you know, often my, forgotten. And another guy who was a great forward in the old way of playing the game, just the best ever at at the old game, was Bob Pettit. And yeah, right. you know, now I'm not sure, you know, uh, translating him today, how how great, you know, a bit. But uh, uh, there, there's one. But you know, Baylor. People have to understand. Uh, Elgin Baylor invented modern basketball individual offense. He he, he, t- he took a game which I, that was basically um, uh, horizontal. I mean, not, not and 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 made and and be, and was on its way to being vertical. He made it diagonal. I mean, he 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 had release points on shots up and unders that people had never seen before. Did all kinds of things people had never seen before. And and all modern individual offense stems from Elgin Baylor. That alone should have him, you know, revered in yeah. that great category. And well, then you so, and Dr. J share a brain. You both have him in the top yeah. ten. Well, and Dr. J, see the the lineage. Of, yeah, where does Dr. J fall for you? Where does Dr. J fall? Right in the fifteen to twenty total. Right, right after you know, the greatest forwards we're looking at, you know, Larry and and and, and LeBron. Well, if because LeBron is now entered almost injured with the uncategorizable frame because he's got the ball so much, he's got the ball as much as most point guards, and and so that 
you know, he's not really a classic forward. Larry will have to stand apart as the greatest pure forward uh, that, that we've, we've known. But uh, Dr. J was, you know, was a major force and uh, no question. And uh, uh, shouldn't be. He's almost starting to fall through the cracks with some people. Agreed. I agree. Oh, with oh I have your answer because this it's, in Boston, this is not a, a secret. But the definite answer to your question that most people, quote unquote, you know, don't get how great. And that's John Havlicek. It's John Havlicek, period. Who, in the last four or five years of his career, of, of their careers, their and which in which he overlapped, he was better than both Oscar and Jerry. He and and the only played both two positions, outplayed them both head up and and, and equal and better. And 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 then, then throwing up playing the forward position. Um, there's your answer for the rest of the world. Boston, no people understand. You know, we try to make sure we keep people aware, but but uh, so the answer is John Havlicek. My favorite player of all time. Guys, as we wrap it up, um, I just thought of this. We'll, th we'll throw this out there. And we'll talk about this again uh, next May or June. But, like, this is going to be Mike Gorman's last season. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bob, the floor is yours. You use that old cliche. Look in a dictionary under the word pro, and you will see a picture of Mike Gorman. Um, he, he, he is the understated excellence uh, not a does not call attention to himself uh, as an announcer, but but knows how to rise to the occasion. Uh, is, is well well prepared uh, and, and just well informed, and 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 he's it's a comforting presence, you know. And and um, you know, he will be missed. No, you're you're right about that. He is like the consummate pro. That, that's what you think about with him. Is like never makes a mistake. We'll throw some humor into it, but no. you're going to learn. You're going to learn, um, honestly, you know, listening and watching Mike Gorman. Like, I, I've, I've learned so much over the years. And, again, he he kind of he keeps it simple rather than trying to do too much. And especially in this day and age when a lot of people feel like they have to adapt. Um, I, I feel like he's been pretty consistent. It's worked. Absolutely. Well, what, I, what I could tell you. Because I know how the spaghetti, I, I've been led into the world of how the Gorman spaghetti is made a little bit. Um, because I filled in for Mike. And I love Tommy Heinsohn. I will always love him. He was the grumpy uncle at Comcast Sportsnet. Bob, you knew him. Yes. I mean, Tommy could bark at you one minute, hug you the next. But, you know, when, when, Tommy cried, when Tommy died, I cried. I mean, I will love that man forever. But if you worked with Tommy... What 30 years? <laughs> Not easy. And I will tell you that Tommy's greatness was enabled by Mike Gorman. You know, that's so often true. And in, in, in like, like I would say, Sean McDonough invented Jerry Remy. Oh, there's no question. It's Rem Dog. I mean, uh, he invented, he brought Jerry Remy and an ultra introvert the minute the camera and the microphone is dead and, and created it for him. A, a career, uh, I'm, I'm sure lucrative. Okay, so that, I, I'm I'm on a tangent. I'm sorry. No, but you're right. But that's a, that's an excellent comparison because um, while you gentlemen could talk about the game of basketball, I could talk about broadcasters because I've seen it and I've known it and I've analyzed them. And Mike, the Tommy point, the whole business of Tommy was made possible by Mike because Mike was not in competition with him. 
Never. We nope. know so many guys, so many. I mean, there were sometimes Mike and Tommy used to have their spats a little bit. I mean, sometimes by the end of the season, they were a couple like an old married couple. You know, there was like, OK, I'm done, you know, because like I, I'd work with Tommy and Tommy would say, you know, when when Mike would uh, the year the Celtics lost like 19 in a row or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Gorman had uh, Gorman had the flu. The flu. A gotcha. couple times. He was like, Gary, because I'm not coming up from New York tonight. It's all yours. And he was gracious. He was great. Like, he watched the game. He gave me some notes. You know, some guys are brutal. You fill in for a guy. You know, they think you're up for your job. I was never going to take Mike Gorman's job. But like, he was so gracious. He was like, Gary, no, you do it tonight. You know? And I'd sit with Tommy. And Tommy would give you that, give me the hand. You know, he'd, get, he'd, be, like, <laughs> he'd be like, give me the hand. Like, Tommy would go, okay, when the ball comes up the floor, that's when you talk. But when it comes out of the, no, when the ball comes out of the basket, that's when you talk. But as soon as it gets up the floor, it gets to a certain point. But at whatever Tommy would tell me, it would be like a 180. And he would get mad at me. And I was like, but Tommy, I think you just told me to do it that way. And I would tell Mike that. And Mike goes, oh, Gare. He goes, it's been my life for 30 years. You know, <laughs> like, my, I'll never forget this wonderful story. Tommy said something about a guy, praised him. And then Mike, Mike always had it up here. Next game, Mike brought it back up. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy said to Mike, who ever told you that? <laughs> and Mike was like, he just did. And the thing also I want to, and I may be going on long, but I don't care. The, the other thing is like Mike adjusted to the way the game was called. Because when they first started, especially with television, you didn't have all the graphics. You didn't have all of the aids now. So you had much more information. But by the time, like even when the game's going on now, Mike used to tell me, dude, it's a talk show. Because everything's on the screen. When he started out, he'd have a ton of notes. But now you just write down a couple bullet points and you talk about what you see. The guys that drive me crazy doing games are the ones that talk too much. You know, they state the obvious. Mike lets lets it breathe. All the numbers are on the screen. People can read it. Tell a story. Get something out of Scalabrini. Let Tommy tell a story. Bring something in. Gorman was the best. He No one adjusted to the evolution of sports broadcasting better than Gorman. I will tell you that for a fact. Terrific. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, A pleasure. Till next week. Uh, Yep. Absolutely. Hey, be careful. Be careful, Bob. Shaq's coming after you. (laughs) The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. 